And it's time to talk travel. And Sally Lucas, where are we off to first? Well, Jane, I thought I'd go through some interesting bits and bobs that have come across my desk this week. And the first one is with regard to France. And there's oh, a website. We always go to France, <laughs> I don't know. We? I probably, probably get sick of me going to France, but Never. honestly, it is a beautiful part of the world. And actually, just an aside, talking about our own city, Jane, you know how we're talking about the skyline and putting these buildings in. I am so totally against that. That's my own personal opinion. I mean, if you go to London, Paris, Rome, you don't see big 19-storey buildings in front of the Notre Dame or, you know, uh, Sacre so... Coeur or... Well, we'll go to Paris then. But Shall anyway, we go that's just my little, my little gripe for the Your day. Okay. <laughs> what about France? Well, there's a website called Voulez-vous Dine, uh, which you can go on to, and um, it, it's, it's really quite good. It, it's about eating in France, but it's also uh, available in places like New York, San Francisco and London, where you can go online and, yes, decide what st- style of eating you would like to do, whether it be um, a small village restaurant or a table with a French family or a five-star restaurant, or you can even choose like kosher, vegetarian, and you can pre-book and do it all online if you're interested. So I just thought sounds, that was something new. Sounds like a very good idea. Gives you an idea of what's on offer as well. Yeah, it does. And part, and it gives you the cost too. So you've got a really upfront idea, you know, and you can put in a budget as well and decide what budget you want to pay, want to pay for your meal. And so I just thought that was a, so a would, great idea. Would that be participating restaurants or a general across the board? Um, I'm not sure, Jane. I mean, you'd have to go and have a good look at it. I just had a quick glance at it. I got it from um, Rendezvous France website, which is um, a newsletter we get from them updating us on new things that are happening in and around Paris and France. So it was through them that I obtained that information. But you could look at their website as well, which is Rendezvous France, or you could look at the Voulez-vous Dine which is the other one. Um, the other thing they were mentioning there too is those wonderful little Citroëns, the 2CV cars, and they call these little tours you can do. Well, I suppose I wanted to be French. I'd say quatre, wouldn't I? Not four. Quatre roues sous une parapluie. So four wheels under an umbrella, which is what they say. They look like those funny little old Citroëns. And um, you even mentioned that, was it the... Uh, gear the gear stick, stick or, yes, is exactly like an umbrella handle. Like an umbrella handle. So isn't that amazing? I didn't even know that. So there you go. But you can do this as an innovative way. It's a concept that was launched in 2003. So you can go around with a, a guide and take you around in a little Citroen round Paris if you so desire. But they also do lots of other things like if you've got like a, a company going over there and you want to do team building, they do rallies and treasure hunts and all sorts of other things as well. So, and I got that information through Rendezvous France as well if you want to have a look at that. And the other thing which people sometimes forget to seek out in Paris is some of the little hidden gems, which are the wonderful passage or the passages, the covered passages, which were in the 17th century, it was the beginning of the covered passages, but a lot of them then have gone, but there are still some left. And these are wonderful and they're different arrondissements throughout Paris, but you could, again, you could go onto Rendezvous France website and you'll find information on those as well. And some of them are delightful with just all in their original state with the glass domed over the actual passageway and lovely little restaurants and little tucked away shops and things that you wouldn't see in the mainstream. So it's just something nice to do to, to see a different side to Paris. So, okay, enough on Paris now, enough on France. All right, where are we up to next? <laughs> Something totally different, Norfolk Island.
Why not? And TripAdvisor has named Norfolk Island in the top 10 South Pacific Islands for this year. So that is really nice because I think they have been struggling a little with tourism. They found um, that people aren't, you know, going there as much as they would like, that they've had a downturn in, in tourism. So this is nice that they've had this accolade and hopefully it will encourage people to go and visit Norfolk Island because it is a delightful place to go. And they've got usually great packages, Jane, like the inclusions with most of your Norfolk packages will include a week's car hire if you're going for a week. You still get, you know, some sightseeing thrown in or there might be a discounted meal offer or your accommodation. So it's really good value for money because you get a lot of inclusions in the package. It's not just a room-only deal. So I think it's all – and it's got such diversity, of course, in its history. And, also and they what, do their history very well, so yes. you really get into it. And you've got spectacular, like, you know, world history, world heritage, rather, historic sites and nature walks. You've got a golf course. You've got, you know, beautiful beaches. You've got seasonal island food. You know, it's a delightful place. And I think good, good on them for getting in the top ten. I think that's something fantastic. Um, now, this isn't always good news, and we've got to pass on a fee, Jane, but I just thought we need to let people know these things when they, they come up. And Dubai has decided the government there, they're introducing what they call the tourism dirham, and the dirham is their currency over there. Um, and it's going to be applying to guests staying at all hotels, local apartments, guest houses and holiday homes from the 31st of March this year. So it's a new charge applying to guests, and um, it cannot be prepaid. Um, they haven't told us how much it is, so unfortunately I can't tell you that at this point in time. They say it's a small fee calculated per night per room and it will be added to the guest bill and collected at checkout. So it isn't anything that we can include, like some service charges and taxes can be included in the room rate, but this one cannot. So, yes, just remember that, that um, that is effective from the 31st of March. We're talking travel, Sally Lucas and I, and Sally, we're heading off to somewhere a little different, the Himalayas or Himalayas. Well, yes, whichever way you like to say it, I suppose. Um, and talking about a couple of trips there that are being done by Tashi Tenzing. Of course, he's, you know, the famous, uh, one of the famous Sherpas of the famous Tenzing family that go back to, to Hillary. And he does a couple of interesting treks there if you, if you're interested. And not, I'm not talking about that you've got to be the adventurous mountain climber type treks. These are quite easy treks to do. And he takes you actually at an easy paced nine day trek. He calls it a Nepal classic Everest. Now, you're not actually climbing Everest. It's just, you'll be viewing it, but it's, that's just what they're calling the trek. And, of course, once you're in this Annapurna region, the rhododendrons there are massive. I've never seen such large rhododendrons in my life. There's forests of them, and when they're in bloom, you can imagine how beautiful that is. And, of course, with the mountain drop behind it, the snow-capped mountains, it's just oh, very, very pretty. Um, so, yes, and they, you go through, of course, different Sherpa villages, etc. But the good thing about this is that you're actually spending time each night in a lodge so you're not camping as well so you know it's it's quite comfortable and each day you're just doing like three to six hour daily treks so you have a base and then you'll do a trek and then you might stay at another little overnight accommodation so that's a lovely way to do it and you get three course homemade meals they're all done like by you know it's really fantastic so that's something if you're interested in doing a short trek of Nepal but you might be up to the the mountain climbing side of things um, there is another one he does too um, which takes you um, into his his place of birth and because he's originally from the the Tibet and Bhutan area and there's another interesting trek you can do there as well if you're if you really love to do that area and of course with him taking you they can get you into areas that if you were going in there on your own just on a visa that you wouldn't normally be able to get into. So I think it's always well worthwhile doing. Um, and there's another one that does the Annapurna foothills.
Hills, which again is a lovely one, which includes Chitwan National Park, which is famous for its wildlife. And you stay in a luxury river camp there and you go out searching on, you go out on elephant and looking for rhinos and tigers and deer. And I think I saw the biggest python ever seen in my life when I was in Chitwan once. I was glad I was on the elephant, that's for sure. Mm. Uh, yes. They um, can climb elephant legs, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure they can, but he was asleep. Oh, well done. <laughs> Thank heavens for that. So that's that part of the world. And staying in that sort of region, if you like, Asian region, um, we're talking about Burma now, Myanmar. Um, APT have got their first ever river cruising program going in there with, on a newly built ship. So it's a brand new vessel and they're going to be doing tours um, starting at the end of this year. Um, and they're going to have some... Um, apparently good offers coming out once they've announced that, you know, with, with early bird deals and companion fly-free deals and all that sort of thing. So just keep that in mind because this is a brand-new vessel and it's been purpose-built. So it's just for them and it's 56 passengers maximum just to cater to Australian and New Zealanders. Um, you'll be cruising along the wonderful river systems of the Irrawaddy and so on in Burma and taking in little side trips to villages and whatever. So that's something interesting to keep in mind that's new as well. It's always good to have something new to talk about, Jane, and isn't there are it? always new things. Uh, and one other one I thought I'd just mention to you, there's... Um, Hebridean Island cruises now. It's just a vessel with just Scotland. thirty. Scotland, yes, hmm. yes, um, and they've just got thirty cabins on board. It's a, a traditional vessel called the Hebridean Princess, and you, but you're cruising in quite elegant comfort uh, in the remote areas of the Highlands and the Islands, which include, um, of course, as we just said, Scotland, the Isle of Man, and of course up into even into Norway. So that's just something new and interesting as well. So we've always got something happening out there that people can sort of go and fossick in a new area, which. I think it's really great. Thank you, Sally Lucas. Thanks, Jane. And we'll be talking travel again next Friday after the one o'clock news, or you can catch us on our podcast to NURFM.